the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It is um, a little bit of an, of an off weather uh, Tuesday, and, but it, it's, it's tough, folks. Um, we, we've had such a, a good run of weather that it's, it's tough to uh, complain just because we get one type of rainy day. This portion of the program, folks, at 106 on this Tuesday, it is September 28th. September's really been just a, uh, a beautiful month weather-wise. It's, um, I hate the fact that it's the end of the summer, and we all know what's coming. Right. As far as uh, with fall coming, leading well, fall into winter and October actually is a really nice one. Don't get me wrong, but just the idea of another uh, tough winter, which it could be, um, is enough to um, take the wind out of you a little bit. But um, this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. You know, call them today. J. Perry Paving. This is a tremendous time to uh, this time of year. Have your driveway paid. Why not get your driveway paid before winter? J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects. They're committed to staying on schedule all projects. They exceed their clients' expectations. J. Perry Paving offers free estimates any project. Call them today. It's letter J. J. Perry Paving. 401 732 1730 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook. Remember, letter J, J. Perry Paving is a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting the client's needs. No matter how big or small the job, their experienced skill team always produce exceptional driveway asphalting. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. They specialize in laying brand new asphalt pavement, removal, repair, and resurfacing. Need a quote? Well, they'll gladly travel to your location, evaluate the work needed, provide you with a free estimate, and learn the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. Get a free quote. Call them today, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, and online at J, letter J, J. Perrypaving.com, and you can also find them on Facebook. Folks, I just posted uh, the NBC. Right now, it's 108 in the Ocean State. It's Tuesday, September 28th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This Sunday night, NBC (laughs) is out with a promo for Brady Belichick. And it is so well done. And I, I believe I'm going to post it on Facebook. I did post it. I'll post it on Facebook. And it is just it, it already the hype on this game. But it, it's so emotional. And like everyone else, I kind of felt, you know, number 12. Tom Brady wanted to, um, you know, he wanted to go try his. Try it out in Tampa, Tampa Bay, and it was kind of like, hey, listen, at this point, he has earned the right if he wants to do that. 
But now, after they won the Super Bowl, he looks as as good as ever. And like many of you, that that was a tough game. This has already been a tough time with the Patriots. Um, I don't know. It, this 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 promo that NBC is running. It it really. I mean, it just. I and you knew this was going to be hype week for the game Sunday night. On Sunday Night Football, but the, the way they hype it, it really, uh, this is a really well done promo in the clips. And I know I'm, I'm not going to play it exactly, but his historic return to Gillette Stadium is not just another game. Check out the NBC promo for the upcoming Sunday Night matchup between Tampa Bay Bucks and the Patriots featuring Adele's hit song, Hello. Motions will be running high when Brady comes back to the place he spent the first 20 years of his legendary NFL career and won six Super Bowl titles. Even though Patriots fans want to see the team bounce back, you can bet the 44-year-old quarterback, the place is going to explode. 820. Folks, this is, this is the biggest NFL game ever. This is the biggest NFL game ever. I want to just play you the sound, but I encourage you to check this out online. And it really tugs at the heartstrings. You know, as someone that's been a big Patriot fan, as many of you know, I've been to several of the Super Bowls to see them. I've met Brady in person. I've covered the team. This really, I'll tell you what this does. As a Patriot fan, it really puts you to like, to Belichick and Kraft. Like, are you sure this was the right move, letting this guy leave? God, that was a great 20 years. This is the promo. Again, it's not going to do it justice, but just to give you an idea of it. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to... with just Bucks Patriots Sunday. Oh my God, folks, the hype on that. That is really, really well done. Wow. Yeah, if you see the video, it's even more. And it really emphasizes what having New England had the greatest football player of all time and he was our quarterback. And on top of that, he was Foxborough was 25 minutes from Gillette. And that team is so interconnected with Northern Rhode Island. A lot of former Patriot players, current Patriot players live right in the sound of my voice. Attleboro, Rentham, Cumberland. Some former players have their kids playing football at Bishop Fian. Patriots, as you know, used to play. Summer camp was at Bryant. Think of that. Smithfield. Till they realized how valuable that was. 
and then Bob Kraft moved the summer camp up to Gillette Stadium where it's remained. They suddenly realized, like, wait a minute, why are we doing this? For years, the players used to stay in the dorms that it was at Bryant through the 80s into the 90s even with Bill Parcells. But through all of that, Brady became the quarterback after 9-11. Brady delivered the Super Bowl win 2002 against the Rams in the Superdome. Rams were favored by 14 and a half points. Brady and Vanateri brought that victory. Following year, a little bit of an off year, but we had just won the Super Bowl. It was that fall that I had that once opportunity where I brought my son. We actually got to have lunch with Tom Brady, the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And Teddy Bruschi was there and Dion Branch was there and David Patton was there. But we sat across and I was the only person that had a child, so... You know, so obviously we have autographed footballs and and literally got a chance to sit and talk with him for 45 minutes. He was still this young quarterback who had won one Super Bowl. And then that that was the fall of 03. And then that led to the second Super Bowl with Tom Brady in Houston, which I was lucky to attend. And then it led to a third Super Bowl in 2005. When I was in Jacksonville on Radio Row, I was in Jacksonville for 11 days. Patriots-Eagles. It was freezing outside, but Patriots won that Super Bowl as well. Then we were in Arizona. Looked like Tom Petty was the halftime show. Patriots-Giants. That one I thought we had. It was not to be with that unbelievable catch on the helmet. That then they lost. That was tough being there amongst the Giant fans. Then they lost again to the Giants. But then the streak started up again. Against Seattle, against Atlanta, against the Rams, and if Belichick, you know, I was just thinking about this this morning. If Belichick had played Malcolm Butler against the Eagles, that would have been seven Super Bowls. With the Patriots with Tom Brady. Seven. Now, he had every reason to be upset. That's never been answered. But the the going story now is that Malcolm Butler somehow got into a heated confrontation, confrontation with Belichick's son, Steve, the night before the game. I think young Belichick, Steve Belichick, I believe, was telling Butler, like, it's curfew. You got to get back to the hotel. And Butler lashed out at him. Something happened. And without any explanation, Malcolm Butler, the hero of the Super Bowl against Seattle, did not play. Or he played like one one BS play. He could have stopped them. The Eagles had several third downs. They were able to convert. If Malcolm Butler was on the field, I have to believe he would have stopped one or two of them. Patriots could have had a seventh Super Bowl. Brady wins against the Rams. He thinks he's going to get rewarded with his final contract. 
And instead, the Patriots would not budge. So he's like, well, forget it then. That last season was difficult. He was unhappy. Patriots felt if he wants to go somewhere else, let him go. And last March, during the pandemic, he signs with Tampa Bay, all the teams that passed on him. And then wins the Super Bowl. And by the way, gets Gronk and Antonio Brown with him. And wins the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay. It's a big interview in the Wall Street Journal today. Brady feels he's more relaxed. He's thinking about all the endeavors he has post-football. But this Sunday night is the biggest NFL regular season game ever. It'll have the biggest ratings of an NFL regular season game ever. But what's difficult (laughs) is as a Patriot fan, it's not good for us. Listen, we look good against the Jets. I was at that game. Mac Jones first win. Uh, I don't in game one they should have won that. Take away the fumble, they kick the field goal. That's a win. I don't blame that on Mac Jones. Jet game, good. The game on Sunday, New Orleans has been on the road because of the hurricane. Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, the most unreliable. He was the quarterback at Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians got rid of him. Bruce Arians, whose big expression is win or lose, we booze. He got rid of him. Jameis Winston had a third and seven and converted. What? You know what I don't understand about the Patriot game? And I watch every play of every game. I don't watch the game. I watch every play of every game and even take notes. First possession, gain of seven. Why not run and let Mac Jones on second down get his first down? Instead, second down incomplete, third down incomplete, punt, three and out. They went three and out, first possession, second possession, third possession. Come on, what what are you talking about? In the second half, they finally let him get it going. But the defense was exhausted by that point. Jameis Winston, they let him carve that team up. He had too much time on the field. That was a winnable game against the Saints. Never should have, it should have been time of possession. New Orleans, they can't even go back to their homes because of the stupid hurricane down there. They're like wandering around on the road. Jameis Winston, third and seven, you let that guy convert him? He had all the time in the world. What was this? Who did they prepare for? And the Patriots could not run. It's like the Saints were in their huddle. Josh McDaniel dropped the ball with that game preparation. It, It did. You can't blame Mac Jones. First down, run, no gain. Second down, no gain. Like, what is this? Getting beat up at the line. It's like they knew exactly where they were going. Bill Belichick, you get outcoached by Sean Payton? The Bounty Gate coach? You get outcoached by that guy at home against Jameis Winston? And you think we're going to have a shot against Brady? Holy cow. Brady is going to carve us up. This is going to be a tough Sunday to try to root for the Patriots. All right. It's 121. I want to play for you. There, there are big hearings going on right now. 
as there should be. And that Senator Tom Cotton is fantastic. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I'm already getting email. What is this, a sports show? Listen, I have covered that team. I have interviewed number 12 and more than that. When I was on in uh, the year in Boston, I, I caught up and interviewed Tom Brady at Fenway Park. He attended the premiere of... I want to say fever pitch. And then he also attended an event that Lieutenant Governor Healy had. And I interviewed him there as well. I interviewed Brady when he just got back from the Vatican. He got to meet with the Pope. But anyhow, uh, this portion of the program, folks, as always, I direct you to the website, to Petro.com. I want to appeal if right now you're. Maybe you're looking for a home or maybe you're trying to think you're trying to decide, should you sell your home? This is where you need someone with experience because it is unpredictable. You know, right now, the question is, do you buy at the peak of the market? Do you let things settle down a little bit? If you is this a good time to sell or is this a good time to buy? Is it going to keep going up regardless? You want questions? You want questions? I want answers. You want Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experienced, licensed both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You don't want someone that says, I'm so excited because I've never sold a house for anyone before. Folks, Pat Elston, there's no novelty. 401-474-5253. We have a link on the website, petro.com. Contact her. I will feel better if you contact her because then you're dealing with someone with experience. And folks, while we're speaking about experience, during this time of staying healthy, you want someone who has made it their life commitment to keeping people healthy. Who am I talking about? The queen of health, Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop it and see her call her 401-305-3585. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like Isaiye. Honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. It's my health because it's your health. Pop in and see her diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right down the street from End Zone Sports Pub. It's my health. They're open today. Go see Marie. All right. I want to get to there are hearings going on right now. And in the Senate, and it's interesting, um, big day for both Senator Jack Reed and also Governor Amundo, who's, uh, you know, delivered a big speech. I'm not sure exactly how much that's going to, um, what that's going to go for as far as how that's going to be successful. I, I think they're having a lot of problems trying to get anything passed, but... Let me also just see some of these other headlines. Um, NBA is back. So are COVID skeptics. A lot of the players are not getting vaccinated. A lot of the players are not getting vaccinated. Now, other news today. Gabby Petito's family attorney, Richard Stafford, has a press conference speaking about Brian Landry, who's on the run. Let's hear some of this, telling him, give yourself up. Uh, we haven't heard from the Laundry family. We haven't been able to hear much from the FBI. They can't share a lot with us about 
Brian's whereabouts. Is there anything that you can tell us about the efforts to find him, what the family thinks about where he might be, and the laundry family silence? Again, um, for the laundry silence, the laundries did not help us find Gabby. They sure is not going to help us find Brian. For Brian, we're asking you to turn yourself in to the FBI or the nearest law enforcement agency. You know, that I really like that reply. They didn't help us find her. They did not help us find her. And they're certainly not going to help us find him. Boy, I'd love to know exactly what is the plan for that guy, right? Unless he wants to stay out there, let the story die down, let everybody cool down a little bit. Maybe he feels he has some time on the run. Boy, I'd love to know what that plan is. Now, and also keep in mind, he's never, he has not been charged with with her murder. He has not been charged with her murder. Now, a judge has rejected the Rhode Island Firefighters Union attempt to stop the October 1st Friday mandate about the vaccine. This is Joseph Annerall speaking with Channel 12. Do what we take 7, 8, 10% of our population and sideline them. The court didn't look at that. I think that's irreparable harm, not only to my members who have to fight fires with less staff going into your houses with less staff is dangerous. And I, I do think that that was really the meat and potatoes of our argument. That's why we did this. We, we didn't do this because we're anti-vaccine. We did this to say that there should have been more thought into the bigger public policy question of just flip the, flip the switch on October 1 and sideline hundreds of firefighters in departments that are already strapped pre-pandemic. The problem is the EMTs. Let's face it, folks. No one's house is burning down. They're not. This business of that they're already stretched, I have not heard any fire departments that are stretched. Like, let's let's deal in facts, right? Let's deal in facts. The EMTs are getting called a lot. The EMTs are, in fact, getting called. They are getting called a lot. All right, I want to go to the sound. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop it and see our leader, John Francis. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Stop it and see him. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Competition Shooting Supplies. So, Senator Tom Cotton, who I am a fan of, he um, really laid in to um, Mark Milley. And I want to hear, this is Senator Tom Cotton confronts, well, this is him going after Defense Secretary Austin on the general's contradicting Biden's claim on troop withdrawal advice. Here we go. Did General Miller ever present that opinion personally to President Biden? I think we'd best ask him. I believe that his opinion was well heard. Uh, Secretary Austin, uh, President Biden last month in an interview with George Stephanopoulos said that no military leader advised him to leave a small troop presence in Afghanistan. Now, that completely contradicts what they had initially said. This is Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas going after 
General Milley. And I love the questioning, folks. Let's hear it. Got one final question. General Milley, I can only conclude that your advice about staying in Afghanistan was rejected. I'm shocked to learn that your advice wasn't sought until August 25th on staying past the August 31 deadline. I understand that you're the principal military advisor, that you advise, you don't decide, the president decides. But if all this is true, General Milley, why haven't you resigned? Good. Senator, as a senior military officer, um, resigning is a really serious thing. It's a political act if I'm resigning in protest. My job is to provide advice. My statutory responsibility is to provide legal advice or best military advice to the president. And that's my legal requirement. That's what the law is. Um, The president doesn't have to agree with that advice. He doesn't have to make those decisions uh, just because we're generals. And it would be an incredible act of political defiance for a commissioned officer to just resign because my advice is not taken. This country doesn't want generals figuring out what orders we are going to accept and do or not. That's not our job. The principle of civilian control of the military is absolute. It's critical to this republic. In addition to that, just from a personal standpoint, you know, my, my dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids there at Abbey Gate, they don't get a choice to resign. And I'm not going to turn my back on them. Uh, I, I'm not going to resign. They can't resign, so I'm not going to resign. There's no way. Uh, if the orders are illegal, we're in a different place. But if the orders are legal from civilian authority... I intend to carry them out. I like Cotton questioned him. And he questioned him very well on that. Very, very well on that. You know, that is the way that it should be, as a matter of fact. Folks, this administration is just, I mean, could it get any more embarrassing than the way it is right now? Under oath, Generals Milley McKenzie confirmed they recommended against the Biden withdrawal timeline, warned him against the impending collapse of the Afghan government. It contradicts Biden, who said, no one said that to me. Can we? Uh, I also have. A here we go. But I will give you my honest opinion and my honest opinion and view shaped my recommendation. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. And I also recommended earlier in the fall of 2020 that we maintain 4,500 at that time. Those are my personal views. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and eventually the Afghan government. Yeah, so I understand that. And uh, General Milley, I assume you with that in terms of the recommendation of 2500 what i said in my opening statement and the memoranda that i wrote back in the fall of 2020 remained consistent and i do agree with that this committee is unsure as whether or not general miller's uh, recommendation ever got to the president Um, you know obviously there are conversations with the president yeah, but I would like to ask, even though uh, General McKenzie, I think you've all made this statement, did you talk to the president about General Miller's recommendation? So I was present when that discussion uh, occurred. Wow. And I'm confident that the president heard all the recommendations and listened to them very thoughtfully. You know, that completely contradicts, that completely contradicts what President Biden said. <laughs> I... I let me hear, this is uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin admits that President Biden left Americans behind. Folks, this hearing was just taking place just a short time ago. Left Americans behind in Afghanistan. There were still Americans in Afghanistan. What is happening? Let's Americans hear this. Behind. 
isn't it true that you've left Americans behind on August the 31st? Yep. There are Americans, there were Americans that were still in, uh, oh. in Afghanistan and still yes. are. We continue Correct. to work to try to get those Americans out. Yeah, that, that's a yes. Let's, let's not repeat, please, the frankly falsehood that we didn't leave Americans behind. Folks, we left Americans behind. This continues. Senator Hawley. Secretary Austin, you left people behind. Biden left them behind in Afghanistan. That was your quote. Just admit it. First, before I do, Secretary Austin, I, I have to take issue with something you just said. I know this is an administration talking point. I've heard it out of the, the mouth of the press secretary and others. We are not leaving Americans behind. That was your quote of just a minute ago. With all due respect, sir, you have left past tense Americans behind. That's right. We have no presence any longer in Afghanistan. There are hundreds of Americans, not just Americans generally, civilians you left behind against the president's explicit commitment not to leave until all American citizens are out and to safety. That is not what happened. And now we have people who are desperately, frantically trying to get out of this country, oh. coming to me, coming to members of this committee, asking for help. They can't get that help. They're stuck behind enemy lines. So please don't tell me that we're not leaving Americans behind. You left them behind. Joe Biden left them behind. And frankly, it was a disgrace. Wow. Good. It's about time. It is about time. Here's where General Milley agrees he presented options. To keep Bagram Air Base open directly to Biden, by the way. Let's hear this. Um, General Milley, were there options given for keeping American troops in Afghanistan rather than the unconditional chaotic withdrawal? Yes. You presented options, and those options were declined. There were options presented and debated. Yes or no. A decision was made. Yes, sir. Yes or no is fine. Did you at any point create options? For keeping Bagram open beyond July 2nd? Yes. Did you provide options for keeping Bagram open directly to the president? Yes. Again, folks, that completely contradicts what President Biden had said. Here's Senator Dan Sullivan blasting the Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal. Fiasco. Zero accountability. Let's listen Here's to this. Problem. I think the whole world knows. This is the cover of the Economist magazine. Biden's debacle. Yep. That had stories in it, articles in it called the fiasco in Afghanistan is a huge and unnecessary blow to America's standing. That's right. That's one article. Joe Biden blames everybody else. That's another article. China sees America humbled. That's another article. And gentlemen, The problem here, these are not marginal misstatements by the president to the American people. These are dramatic, obvious falsehoods that go to the very heart of the foreign policy fiasco we've all witnessed. These are life and death deceptions that the president of the United States told the American people. I have one final question. I might leave it because it's a long one for the follow-up. But here's, here's the anger. I've never seen my constituents more angry about an issue than this. And it's the combination of everybody knowing that this is a debacle, and yet people defending it as a, quote, extraordinary success. And here's the biggest. No accountability. No accountability. You gentlemen have spent your lives, and I completely respect it, 
troops in combat, you've been in combat, you've had troops under your command killed in action, you have been part of an institution where accountability is so critical. And the American people respect that. Up and down the chain, where there are instances, commanders get relieved. Up and down the chain, we see it. The McCain incident, the Fitzgerald incident, the AAV incident with the Marine Corps, three-star, four-star flag officers, all relieved of duty. But on this matter, on the biggest national security fiasco in a generation, there has been zero accountability. You know, folks, they are exactly right. And that is really what this is about. It's about accountability. It's about it's about lack of accountability, complete lack of accountability. Well, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com, which you can check out for exclusive audio, video. Folks, when there's breaking news, we're there because you deserve to know what's going on. You deserve real news to know what's going on. That's why we started One After Dark. And I also want to remind you the next couple of days, one, it's Juan goes to Washington. I will be in D.C. We have some tremendous guests set up, including some of those Border Patrol that were on the horses. Those guys are fantastic. We're going to Brandon Judd on and a number of them. Juan goes to Washington. Kicks off tomorrow. Hey, I want to remind you on this Tuesday about J.K.L. Engineering. The heating season is coming. So whether you're listing in Mass, Massachusetts or Rhode Island, J.K.L. They do it all. Call them today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Both residential and commercial. Called J.K.L. Engineering today. Heating season almost here. Let J.K.L. Come on, Bellingham. Come on, Franklin. Come on, Rentham. Come on, Attleboro. Thank you, by the way, to Alan Attleboro. Such a go Hawks. J.K.L. You can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market. They also do new insulation replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. Carrier factory authorized dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 54 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L., an approved national grid VPI installer, called J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Called J.K.L. Central Air is more affordable than you think. Called J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- 351 7600. Folks, as always, I encourage you visit the website, dpetro.com. We have unique stories. You can visit the shop. Are you listing right now at 141 on this Tuesday? And you say, you know, Juan, I want to support your efforts. Go to the website right at the top. That yellow button is not there for decoration. And dpetro.com, which is brought to you by. The Centerdale Revival, comfort food, cocktails. I'll tell you, so impressive. Shane and his crew, you're looking for a great place to have a great night out or just meet someone for a drink. 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. 
Centennial Revival, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro right now, 141. Tomorrow and Thursday, this program will be coming to you from the nation's capital. Now, we also tentatively are trying to speak with some of those that were exercising their First Amendment right on January 6th at the nation's capital. So, which I think was still totally overblown. We think we may be able to speak with some of them, but folks, you just don't know. You know, because of the way the variant is kind of going right now, anyone that wants to, you know, delay something, they say, oh, because of COVID, can't do it. How about State Police Union says dozens of troopers in mass plan to resign due to the vaccine mandate. The police spokesman says, well, there's only one that definitely has. So now that is something to watch. And I think a very fair question is the question of why is it that in Massachusetts there, it's a mandate in Rhode Island, Governor McKee admitted they're not even tracking it. Booster side effects, mostly mild, says the CDC. We'll see on uh, President Biden. Meanwhile, judges blocking the Rhode Island Firefighters Union challenge of the vaccine mandate. So at least at the very least, someone is challenging it in court. They haven't been successful, but I have a feeling it's not going to stop there. They're going to try to take it to a higher court, and then they're going to go from from there. So we have some uh, very interesting guests that are going to be coming up uh, over the next two days. And I'll admit, folks, it it is this time I will, I don't, unless something changes, I don't think I'm going to be at the White House. Have been there the past, well, last year, it's too bad. They didn't have it because of COVID. But I will be there. And then uh, in the past, uh, the visits to the White House were just tremendous. Um, I believe we posted the videos on the YouTube channel, which is John DePietro Show on YouTube. If you want a link to that, by the way, if you're listening right now, it's 143. And you'll hear me mention Twitter or you'll hear me mention Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. If you if you log on at the website to Petro.com, you uh, we have links to our social media. So if you want to check out and I believe some people I know Freddie does and a few other people, they're not on Facebook for whatever reason, even though it's free, but they like the Facebook live and they watch them um, through dipetro.com. So either way, folks, it begins and ends at the website, which is dipetro.com. So it's a very eventful week with we will be down in D.C. And then Friday is the big deadline, which I will be back. Friday is the, I mean, I think they're making a mistake. Rhode Island right now, we are the, the second worst in the nation. Second worst in the nation as far as Staffing shortage. Um, let's see. I'm also seeing Biden makes picks for U.S. Attorney's Office of Rhode Island elsewhere. President Biden is nominating nine lawyers to run U.S. Attorney Office around the country. A diverse group of candidates. The nominations announced by the White House are expected to run the federal prosecutor's office in Hawaii, Rhode Island, North Carolina, Colorado, Ohio. Several historic firsts. So, um, and... I believe, well, we'll, I'll get more details on that. But the big news of the day is 
the fact that the firefighters who were trying to challenge the mandate have lost. The judge has rejected the firefighters union attempt to block the Rhode Island vaccine mandate. So that's Judge Darrigan. So I don't know. I know that. I know that a lot of the first responders are also trying to challenge that. And that. That does not bode well. I wouldn't imagine that doesn't bode well for them. I would imagine if the judge is not siding with the the firefighters union, I don't I would imagine that he is not going to side with the frontline workers that are also challenging it. We'll see. We'll see. Could change. Um but I would imagine that the, 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 the judge, it wouldn't make sense otherwise, put it that way. It would not, it really wouldn't make sense if the firefighters, you know, they, they didn't get it, but then they were going to do it for the frontline workers. So we'll have to wait and see. I know the frontline workers are trying to play it out. Um, a little bit, and they they have the right to go through the court system and file. I know that they uh, they have every right to feel that they have not been treated fairly because it has, folks. It has not been across the board. By the way, it has not been across the board. Um, it has not been across the board where they have seemingly treated everyone the same. I want to see this. Um, This is from four years ago. He was 34. Killed in the restaurant. Thank you very much. Charlene Lombardo. Providence police. Man assaults girlfriend. Kills puppy. Now that is interesting. That would seem to be the same name, yes, of the person that was then shot to death at the restaurant on Saturday morning. Um, It would certainly seem to be the same person killed Saturday morning that was having breakfast at that. If you haven't seen the video yet, folks, you have to you have to go on online onto depetro.com and check out the fact that it, you see the video. It it looks like, like as I said, like something out of a, out of a movie with the, the, whoever shot and killed him. And it sounds like this guy is. Well, it sounds like he's had some people that wouldn't mind taking getting a piece of him. It would. Um, you you have to. You have to see it. But they come, guns blaring. Into that, restaurant on Broad Street. Right now, it's 149. Good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. I want to remind you again, uh, Juan goes to Washington 
is brought by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, I want to share with you, true story. Told this a little bit earlier, Sunday night, all of a sudden, as Juan was grilling and watching Brady against the Rams, boy, that Matthew Stafford showed, he wasn't the problem, the Lions were the problem. But anyhow, all of a sudden, oh, my God, hot water heater kicked. Number one, no hot water. Number two, thank God I had a, Coogie was telling me the type of valve, Wagstaff valve, that it, it shuts off the water when the water starts to fill up into a pan. So anyhow, what did I do? Oh, my God. Now we're going to get the water heater replaced. It's a drag. Thank God it didn't flood the basement. Well, I, I called R.E. Coogan and Heating, folks. He also does, obviously, gas, oil burners, water heaters. And 24 Emergency Service, 401-732-6562. Find him on Facebook. Called him Sunday night, explained the situation, took a few photos, and yesterday they came and replaced new 50-gallon water, hot water heater. Folks, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. My experience, I've, this is interesting. I've told you to call him. Guess what? I called him. And it's everything that I've been saying. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. I let him into my home. I wasn't trying to fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, cooling. You can also find them on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. But what did I need? I need someone I could depend on. Someone I could trust. Someone who's an expert in the field. You know who I needed? Coogie. R.E. Coogan and Heating. I got the Coogan Point. 401-732-6562. True story. Came out. Boom. Fixed it immediately. One less thing to worry about. And our trip to D.C. is sponsored by R.E. Coogan and Eating, folks. The Coogan difference. Hey, I experienced it. They, here's what Coog says. We pride ourselves, make customer service satisfaction a top priority. And it is, and it was, and I am. If hey, that makes sense. R.E. Coogan and Eating. 401-732-6562. So I want to thank folks. I get messages all the time. This was, what was the date on this? Uh, Four years ago, July, end of July, 2017. Jorge Garcia, Providence Police Charge Man, domestic felony assault, domestic simple assault, malicious killing of a family's two-month-old puppy. Jorge Garcia, 34, taken to the ACI. Nine Marvin Street, city's west end. Puppy was sent to... uh, Tufts Animal Hospital. Police arrived. A woman identified Garcia as a boyfriend, wanted to remove from the house. He was highly intoxicated. Police said the woman, a 13-year-old son, suffered injuries during an altercation with Garcia, just returned from a night out. 11.30 at night. Boy was injured trying to prevent further injury for the mother. Another child, eight years old, son of Garcia, girlfriend, home at the time. But was upstairs sleeping when the police arrived. Verdi said the police restrained Garcia, marked police cruiser for safety precautions. Officers learned he had killed the puppy in a forceful, violent manner. Tried to hide the dog before the police arrived. Police found the dog, no signs of life on the sidewalk. And the Providence Animal Control responded to assess the dog's condition. Garcia refused to speak with detectives. So that would seem to be the guy that got murdered Saturday morning. So when you have that type of violent behavior, it's, it's just a matter of time. It is, just, it is just a matter of time, without question. 
So, well, folks, again, good afternoon. Right now at 153, it's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is depetro.com. So we are going to be in our nation's capital uh, for the next two days. And some very interesting interviews set up. You're going to want to hear it. Um, and it's, it's also, it is also a, um, it is a pivotal time for the Biden presidency, folks. It is absolutely a pivotal time because, I, I mean, I think things are just, now you have General Milley. Yes, I talked to the press. Boy, he was getting grilled this morning. I respect the people in uniform, but that guy is just, um, I, I, I'm just not a fan. But, but, but the biggest thing that has come out of this hearing is the fact that his testimony completely contradicted, completely contradicted what Biden had said. Hey, you know what is taking off? And not everyone understood. I, I think it's different. I didn't watch it last night. But the the Mannings doing um, Monday Night Football, and they had LeBron James joining them last night. So LeBron James, I think I have this. Do we have this? No? Here we go. Here we go. It's Dion Brandt. Making the playoffs and then some other stuff happened within the division of which we were forced out. Uh, I think the first day of... Uh, All right, well, I'll find it. LeBron James has some advice to Tom Brady. Quiet the crowd. Returned in 2010 to Cleveland after leaving the Cavaliers for the Heat. He went off for 38 points and Miami demolished the former club. LeBron James joined the... ESPN Monday Night Football featuring Peyton and Eli Manning asked how Brady might handle going back to Foxborough. Oh, man. I remember the day like it was yesterday. December 2nd, 2010. It was rough. I don't know why I don't have that. Hold on. Let me find that. I want to hear this. And he describes, he knows exactly LeBron James um, talking about Brady. (laughs) I knew that was going to be a hit, by the way. Let me just find... At 156, I believe I can find it. I guess he had some advice on exactly, um, well, I thought he did, on what, what he, how he should handle the crowd. All right, let me see if I have it here. Um, talked about his high school football career as well. Eli Manning channels wedding crashes. Um, I'll tell you, I I think it's a hit. It's different. It is absolutely, it is, it is different. And, okay, here is the Mannings and then LeBron James on a call last night. What's your call here? Run it, you throw it, they're playing zone. Yeah, I, I think you go right back to the run. Go right back to the run. Yes. I'm telling you, it's different. Um, let me hear this part. Um, he, um, 
it's different. And people like it that it's different. And I think the old model of the play-by-play, I don't think people want that. Or people, this is like if you were over with the Mannings watching the game and the way they go back and forth and talk with each other. That's what it's like. They would not do a normal, you know, play-by-play type of scenario. They would talk. I like how what we just heard. What do you say here right now? This, by the way, was sparked by Tony Romo because of the way Romo handles the broadcast. Tony Romo has changed broadcasting. And the only two people I know that thought Tony Romo was terrible and that CBS should get rid of him. I only know of two people. Mayor Fung and his wife, Barbara Ann Fung Fung. And I, I never have understood stood it. I, I've, I've argued with them about it. I never understood why they they didn't they didn't get it. They didn't get just how good Tony Romo is in or just was like right away. I'm like, my God, this guy's fantastic. I remember arguing with them on social media. So now I thought we I thought I had this. I thought they see that's like fake. They promote that they have it and then you click on it and it's Tom Curran interviewing Dion Brand. Well, I, I don't want Tom Curran interviewing Dion Branch. I want to hear the uh, LeBron James saying, um, you got to go out there, quiet the crowd. So that's all he's saying about Brady. All right, folks, listen. It's Sean DePietro. I want to thank uh, JR, the great Jeff Camach. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. And then tomorrow, don't miss tomorrow and Thursday, Juan goes to Washington, J.D. in D.C. We're going to be live from our nation's capital broadcasting. We have some great guests set up. You don't want to miss it. Juan goes to Washington tomorrow, 11 to 2. In the meantime, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Try to stay dry on this Tuesday. And then we are back tomorrow at 11 right here on AM 1380. Stay tuned. WNRI Winsocket.